Tara. And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple. And we are here to snark lovingly on Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas lineup for the 2020 season. And we are very excited about the movie that we are going to watch tonight. Highly anticipated. The Christmas House. Yeah, we're not too sure about the quality of the movie. That that has yet to be seen. To but be we seen. are we are excited for one reason. It's gay. It's a gay movie. So. <laughs> I mean, Christmas is kind of already gay. I mean, let's be real. Make the Yuletide gay. Make it real gay, Don't we now our gay apparel. <laughs> and so we did. Happy holidays. We're wearing our gay apparel. <laughs> Happy holidays. We are in our Christmas movie watching sweatshirts. Our Hallmark. It's Christmas. Hallmark Christmas movie watching season. Bright red. Jingle wine is about to flow. And matching Jimmy Jammy bottoms. That's right. So we are ready for the gay. So this movie has been controversial <laughs> um, because it is well known that it, I don't think it's supposed to be the main, main storyline. No, it's definitely um, a secondary storyline from what we've seen. Yeah, there's like multiple characters. We What's the blurb? Are we, you want to go ahead and read the blurb? Yeah, so the, the blurb that we have is working through some difficult decisions a mother and father summon their two grown sons home for the holidays mm -hmm. and so we what we do now going into this before we make our predictions just so we're kind of clear on we know that there's a show called handsome justice because candace cameron beret discussed that in That's her right. special um, we know that the parents called the children home we saw them on the zoom call to their eldest son or their one son to but, tell him to come home. But do home. you know what Candace Cameron Bure did not discuss in her preview? I do know what she did not discuss in the her preview. The fact that there is a gay plot line at all. Right. It, that was not mentioned. So we don't know much about that. We do know there's something with an adoption of a baby. Right. And so we know that the parents are doing the Christmas house. The straight son, I think there's a romance with a girl next door. Because that's the what that's what Candy Cam told us about right. was that romance is kind of like the main storyline. Mm -hmm. But it's like we know that the parents are bringing the sons back mm -hmm. for the Christmas house, right? Which clearly is going to be about a Christmified house. So we, we are going to get our gay characters, but the big question hanging over our heads tonight as we go into this live action game, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm commentating for like, this is what we can expect to see tonight on the ice. As your gay correspondents, we're here to tell you all about tonight's <laughs> gay you, movie. Who do you think is is uh, favored to win this match there, Austin? Um, straight people. Straight people. Yeah. I mean, we don't know how much. And Christmas. <laughs> always. And love, but only, well, this time it's not only going to be Maybe, heterosexual yeah. love. So um, we're going to see these gay couple, but the question is how much do we see them? how much of a storyline do they get so let's go into predictions yep. because this leads me into like what i think i think hallmark's gonna play it safe i think that we're gonna openly name that people are gay but i think at most we're gonna get a cheek kiss we are not gonna get lip on lip men kissing in this movie i just don't think they're gonna do it no i don't think so I, I agree i think that that's a fair one to make and we've been making these predictions online as well so we might be able to report if other people agreed with our predictions at the end we've posted them on instagram <laughs> for everybody else to weigh in so we can see what our friends think but i think that um, because the gay couple is waiting for adoption you know there's many stages they could be at i think that they're at the stage where they are waiting to get matched like they've put in like kind of the way that it works with maybe a traditional right. adoption um, is that you would, you know, 
put your application in for a baby and then you get chosen. Right. And I so- mean, and it's one of those things where Hallmark has never really shown what the realistic like fostering or adoption process looks like. So right. I think that's probably the safest one that people won't question as hard. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I don't think that it works in this movie for that to be too early or too late in their timeline. So I think they're waiting to hear that like they're the chosen couple for this baby. And because they're waiting, I think that leads me to my next one. I think that we're going to get to see the baby, but I think it might be like a flash forward sequence where it's like the movie ends and we like see the next Christmas where they're with the baby. Because if the whole thing is like, look, it's these two men and they get to have a baby, we've got to, and I think it's unrealistic that it would happen this Christmas, but maybe Hallmark will throw us. Throw that baby in there like, oh. Baby, you get a baby. But you at minimum, a- we're going to see that baby, whether it's this Christmas or a flash forward sequence. And along with that, in that flash forward sequence, then I guess would kind of go with my prediction, which is that the house is going to stay in the family. So this whole thing is they're doing the Christmas house. I think that it sounds like they're doing it because they are trying to sell this house. Yeah, based it, on the promo, that's what it, it seemed like. It seemed like she's alluding to, because she said something about this is the last year. Right. And so I think that she's trying to sell the house. Or we, we and this is not a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, and so I don't think anyone's dying. Right. And so <laughs> if the house is for sale, then one of the sons is going to buy it, and my money is on the adoptive couple son because they need a bigger home for their baby right and well and because the other brother can move in next door and then they can do double christmas houses but that's not Whoa. part of my prediction that's a, <laughs> i mean I would, if that comes true i'm still gonna claim it as a prediction but um yeah i think that the the gay brother well adopts. we may not get double christmas houses but i do think so something that has changed this year is like the level of tacky decor has been pared down like right they definitely have like christmas is thrown up on the walls but it's classy christmas is thrown up i think we're gonna get to see all the missing tacky christmas decorations from every movie leading up to this point dumped into this (laughs) movie and it's going to be in this one house so it's going to be like if normally each movie gets a hundred points of tacky the other ones have all gone with 70 points this year and they all chucked their extra 30 points exactly that's that's what i think is going to happen here (laughs) i mean i can see that because how else would it be the christmas house (laughs) right right? the movie's named after it so (laughs) and then my last prediction because i was trying to wrestle with like what jobs these people have and and um, we have our job wheel, but I, I didn't pull it out because I was actually like, it doesn't really matter what job. I think that the brother, the straight brother, the handsome justice brother, he's clearly an actor because he's handsome justice, um, that he's too busy every year for Christmas. He never comes home anymore. That's why he's lost touch with the girl yeah. next door. And he's he's the too busy for Christmas and has to like for find, his parents. Find the meaning of Christmas mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That's, that seems like a good bet. All right. Well, we have our jingle wine queued up (laughs) along with (laughs) and some charcuterie. Yes. Um, And uh, let's go snuggle up in our PJs and see how this movie goes. And live tweet the daylights out of it, too, because we are ready for that, too. All right. And we're back. We are back. Make the Yuletide gay. We lo- am I spoiling too much to I don't say know. we? I mean, like, loved this movie. So, um, so we had to watch it twice because mm-hmm. when we live tweet, there's like a whole different experience level that goes into that. And I had such a blast watching this movie and discussing it with like the online community, like mm-hmm. that. And so for me, there were so many surprising moments in this that overall I was like, 
kind of wowed. I mean, by by no means is this something that people should champion as like, look, gay rights, like advocating. <laughs> We've now made Hallmark gay. Right. Like that's not we even got close. maybe a grand total of 10 gay minutes in this movie, if even that. But I was I was pretty pleased with a lot of the things. I do think that there's some pretty snarkable moments still. Yes, as I there have are with many written down here, <laughs> as, as there are many. Um, but let's go into what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tara, I'm going to try my hand <gasps> at a summary this time. You're not going to make me do the summary. Um, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we is. let's let our audience know that, that this is live. So if he doesn't do this you get to hear it and then I'll pick up and I'll do what I made my notes on. So take it away. All right. So let's introduce you to the Mitchells, a family scattered across the country with our main uh, character, Mike living in LA working for a show called handsome justice, which is what we open on a storyline of handsome justice. And you go for a second. What am I watching? Is this a Hallmark Christmas movie or is this just a cheesy, like a cheesy soap opera? And then we realize it's just Mike doing his thing on Handsome Justice. Uh, We have the Mitchells, Bill and Phyllis, the mom and the dad, who are at home and they're calling on their sons to say, come help us do one last Christmas house. It's been decades since we've done it. Uh, Your brother and his husband are already coming. So Mike, come on over. Mike goes, "Okay, well, the show might get canceled. So I got nothing better to do this holiday. So everyone packs it in and heads home to help put on one last Christmas house. We discover that Mike had a childhood sweetheart that got away, Andy. And Andy has since moved back to town as well because she's recently divorced and has a son, Noah, who is hilarious, by the way. (laughs) We also find out that Mike has a secret past as a magician and that so much of this movie is about magic. So everybody's coming in. We find out that not only to have the Christmas house do you have to put up a lot of decorations, but also you have to take out all of your personal home decor. So most of this movie is them taking things out of the house and then blowing Christmas lights up. Literally. There's a fire. But everyone's okay. So as we're going along, we discover that uh, Mike is realizing his childhood home is more meaningful than he ever realized. And through his work with Noah and teaching him magic, which is how him and Andy connected when they were young, he's rediscovering the joy and importance of being at home with family. We also find out that Jake and Brandon are secretly not telling anyone that they are about to adopt a baby. And so they've gone through, it's failed several times, and so they've decided not to tell anyone until they know for sure it's going to happen. Brandon and Mike have a hilarious sibling rivalry that starts as soon as they meet each other at the airport arriving home. They start racing to go get the rental car. They see who can pick up boxes faster than anyone else. And all in all, it's a pretty pretty hilarious uh, relationship that we see. Uh, surprise thing that happens here is we find out that the mom and dad bill and phyllis are kind of hitting some rocky times they've grown apart bill retired before phyllis and got new friends and new interest and phyllis is kind of left behind and so this whole time we find out that they're selling the house and then they're going to move into separate houses and this is a secret kept from the whole family including selling the house for a while but then it resolves and everyone at the end we get a baby we get a marriage restored and we get Uh, handsome justice renewed and mike moving back home and we see a flash forward sequence at the end where we've got a baby 
with Brandon and Jake. We've got a family gathering at the Christmas house with Mike and Noah and Andy, as well as a dinner. And uh, the parents are learning how to hike together. The end. (laughs) All right. And if you notice what was... (laughs) Not even barely touched on there because it wasn't really. It's not even important to the plot. What? Oh, you're going to talk about gay kissing? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say the romance with Andy. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe there were two things that weren't important (laughs) to the plot. Like Andy, like there was a romance between um, Mike and Andy, but it wasn't super dominating to the plot because there were so many other things there going were, on this is one of those multi-plot everybody kind of has their sub story and while the main story is about mike it's really not about mike and andy falling in love it's about mike figuring out what matters to him and the parents i felt like was actually the main their story, story took up most of the time yeah. um which i didn't mind at all no i didn't either so let's talk about our predictions then what of those came true um I'm so happy to be wrong for once. And if you know me, you know I like to be right. (laughs) We got lip on lip gay kiss. I mean, I got teary eyed because I can't believe Hallmark did it. Yeah. I can't. And I think the grand kiss count in this this movie overall was four because we got them kissing. We got Mike and Andy kissing twice. And Mm -hmm. then we even got an old people kiss. I love a good old person in, kiss. in the hiking scene at that's the end. That's right. They kissed, yeah. So, or no, she kissed him when he was Santa too, didn't she? Yeah, she did. So five. The kisses? gays only what? got one kiss though, and, <laughs> and everybody else got, got two. two kisses. So maybe that's how Mark's We're way. We're still behind, <laughs> putting us on the back burner. Um, I was two for three in my predictions. So I predicted that they would. Um, be waiting to get matched for the baby and they would get matched on new year's on christmas eve i didn't even say that part i had put down christmas eve and they did it was that was when they got the call and it was like yay we're we've been chosen mm-hmm. um the house stays in the family but it did not go to the gay brother it went to the straight no, it brother. went to the straight brother which was a hilarious plot line and then i counted it as a myth that the straight brother which is mike was too busy for christmas i don't yeah. think there was any indication of that i think that he was doing his Hollywood thing and now he wants to move home but I still didn't fully count that as a yeah as a yes I got two out of three so I was wrong about the kiss we got full lip on lip kissing but what we did get was a flash forward sequence where we got to see the baby and we also got to see all of the tackiness dumped into this house I think we can agree that this was probably the tackiest decor we have seen to date this season yes decor just threw up all over this house so we also had a couple of other predictions um most everybody agreed with our predictions in general from what we posted on instagram um you know maybe one or two people dissented uh but we had some we asked for predictions from other people and i wanted to pull those up all right. So our friend Summer said that at most the gays would just be holding hands and sitting next to each other, which I think I don't want to speak for her, but I feel like we are all glad that that is not right. the end all be all of their relationship. But she did predict that they would all have matching pajamas at the end. And while it wasn't matching pajamas with the baby, it was matching pajamas with Mike and Andy and Noah. Noah. They were mm-hmm. all in these super cute matching pajamas. It looked like pajamas. an old Navy commercial. So I count that at the end. And then your mother said there will be five Karens. In the movie. And I don't know that there were any 
Karen. Was it a Karen Free movie? I think it was a Karen Free movie. So, yeah, we got Karen Free. Because even like the ad exec lady or any of those people that could have been Karen weren't, weren't as rude no as I Karens. thought they could have been. So I also count that as a win, even though. Yeah, I think everyone's <laughs> unfortunately, better. Unfortunately, uh, no fun Karens in this movie. So, um, so yeah, let's go into the, you know, let's, let's talk about what we loved about this movie. So what because are the we, sparks we for us have... that really just like made us go... Put put our snarks behind us and really focus in on these like the Hall Spark moments, right? Hall Sparks. Um. So, as as you know, my bar is low, very low. Yes, and it did achieve my minimum bar. bar. It it it, it, would I pay to see this in a movie theater? Absolutely not. No, but did I very much enjoy watching it and want to watch it again? And would I watch it next year if it came on? Absolutely. So last year we really loved the movie right before Christmas because it had. The different yeah, storylines, or at least, that was a at least big I did, yours, and check yeah. into Christmas. And this feels like those two, which were kind of our standouts last year, mm-hmm. it felt like it had the quality of those two for me. It was funny. It it's was like a you comedy. love a good comedy. I do. I like a, a movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. And this one had dad jokes and manscaping jokes and who taught dad PowerPoint. And like she was a drill sergeant <laughs> with her whistle trying to get him to set up the Christmas house. So I loved the comedy aspect of this. That really makes a movie for me. So I was all in on that. Yeah. I would say the comedy aspect of this, like Hallmark comedies are always like cheesy, funny, but there were a few moments that really just, made me laugh in delight and the handsome justice piece in particular was one of my favorite like moments throughout we open with this hilarious courtroom scene and everyone on twitter is like are we on the right channel did they get the lineup wrong because they've changed the lineup a few times this season (laughs) and everyone was just like what kind of movies and then we realized it is a fake tv show and he was like your honor you're out of order Mm -hmm. i mean it was just that was my favorite. I loved the whole handsome justice jokes. There were like commercials right, that and were it related ended with to this it. hilarious commercial, which was like, what is <laughs> it's like grit is this it's like Axe body spray. <laughs> and the last scene after everyone's all happy and in love again is him being like, if you want to smell like Santa, use grit body spray or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. And it was just so che- it, it was making fun of itself and its cheesiness. And I mean, even when they were talking about the ratings for Handsome Justice, it's like we almost beat that pet detective show. Like- right. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the whole Handsome Justice thing. I mean, first of all, Handsome Justice is a hilarious name. Um, but also that he, you know, they were coming up with ways to save the show. And they were like, do we set it in a different country? We bring in a doctor, a doctor and a lawyer, like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing. And I was like, what? Are we not going <laughs> to explore that more? Like, what show is that? Because. They I, never, first of all, I don't really know how we would do that. What does that look like? But also, yeah, I'll well, right. watch that. <laughs> and to me, it's kind of like I realized I would actually watch a spoofy show like this. Like it it, it, it feels like it could be something that Netflix could pick up maybe because mm-hmm. I don't think Hallmark would. But it's like if Netflix picked this up, Handsome Justice with Clint Handsome as your main guy <laughs> and he's also a doctor and a lawyer, like – absolutely it's like he's like surgery and like in the courtroom (laughs) Mm -hmm. and well and we were tweeting about this live tweeting so you know we're picking up some bits and pieces from the community so we want to let you know that some of these things are not necessarily our own and this would be one um that you know we're talking about handsome justice and how we save the show (laughs) and i think i don't remember if it was my tweet or someone else's but it was like magic 
because there's this whole magic there's thread this throughout. Whole ma- it's like, um, make him a magician and a lawyer. Would that not be the way to fix your show and bring in the ratings? And then someone responded to your tweet about that saying, uh, ladies and gentlemen, was this your card? <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen of the jury, was this your card? Yeah, that yeah. was the... <laughs> or like, uh, your honor, the evidence is magically gone. <laughs> it was just... It was like, you have so much there that you can do. Um, and so I really like that. I like the little commercials. He also had one that he did with Noah for the realtor um, girlfriend lady. And it was like, Santa, um, hey, those cookies are for Santa. You're out of order. And it was, it was sustained that character. <laughs> um, and so they really did a good job of weaving handsome justice throughout the storyline. And I think it was that was part of the funniest bits. For me. Right. I definitely think that. I think magic was also one of those hilarious moments. Um, While there might be some snarkable things in this, I got a lot of delight out of the magic storyline and kind of wished that the movie had just been like one magic Christmas house Mm -hmm. and that it was that they meshed more of the magic in the Christmas house together because uh, we meet one of probably my favorite characters besides the mom's whistle. Which I think is a great character VIP, in this movie. VIP, VIP for sure. Um, or um, MVP, right? MVP? MVP. Like, Mom's Whistle in this movie is a pretty great character. But the best character I think I have ever met is Marvelous Jim, the magic shop owner. Yes. And he, it, it, like, the music they played behind him when we go into the magic shop, it felt like I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark in the 90s. Right. And that character that, like, Mr. Sardo accent on the dough. Like, <laughs> He, he looked like a... He was clearly... Chan- I, I can't believe that this man wasn't channeling that character from Art right. for the Dark. Because it's such a... For our generation, and we are elder millennials, and I don't know how old this actor was, if he would have been part of the top end of that generation right. as well. Um, but it's just such a cultural touch point for any Nickelodeon kid from the, the <laughs> early 90s um, or the mid 90s that he, he was... His character was that character. So it was a huge nod to that. It's not a coincidence. But he was, I mean, he had some hilarious lines. He was like, so he, he puts in a bid on this house because there's got to be some pressure of who's going to buy the house. And it ends up being uh, Mike, but Jim has to be the reason that Mike decides that he's got to grab it. And (laughs) his final saying is the clock has ticked its last talk and I must make an offer. I mean, I could watch a whole movie on this guy because why does a magic shop owner have the amount of money that this house? I mean, this is a nice house in the suburbs of like New England somewhere. Right. Upstate New York, York maybe. New York yeah. somewhere. Um, I don't know. Yeah. New York probably actually. And then um, you know, he just, how? That's a someone, lot of, by himself. Maybe Someone he's got, on Twitter said they looked up where they think this house might be located and the property value is close to $600,000 wow. for this house. And they said, excuse me while I go learn magic. <laughs> because- and it's like, I, mean, I guess he could have like a wife or he could be living with, you know, he's got a dual income household or maybe he just is independently wealthy. That he maybe has a lot of Bitcoin. Yeah, he's got something <laughs> else going on. But I also, here's my theory on this man. And this is actually part of why I think this movie has some layers. I think there's some complexity and some some deeper analysis that we could uh-huh. do here because um, I think he's Santa Claus. I think he is supposed to be a nod to Santa. Because he has some magic. And I don't think he actually wants to buy this house. No, I think, he I think knew he's strictly doing it. it. I think he's trying to set up a set 
a series of events because he's very heavily involved in Mike's storyline and Mike needs to meet his girl and, and figure out where he's supposed to be. And that's the magic. Well, you know, I all like part of why I've always loved Hallmark movies is like Santa Christmas magic. And over the years, they've gotten more to the like romance side. And this movie gave me literal magic at Christmas. Right. And, and I it was, was delighted. stage show magic. So it was an interesting way to kind of work that mm-hmm. in. It wasn't like twinkle in the old man's eye or like, ooh, snow flurry <laughs> and then the wishes come true. You know, it was like, you know, he's got darker hair. He's not a white haired old man. He's, you know, a chubby, dark haired, bearded magician. Uh, but there's definitely like there's something else going I on. I feel like his surface. name should have been Marvelous Nick. And then we know for sure that he would have been Santa. Ah. But his name was Marvelous Jim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Jim. I was like, maybe it's Santa's cousin that just works in upstate New York. His name is Jim Sardo. Accent <laughs> on the dough. Yeah, so the whole magic storyline was pretty great. And it also introduced, like, I think that this is actually probably one of the best casted movies we've seen overall. Like, it didn't feel like any one of the actors had to carry anyone else. Right. Which, and I think they all seem to, like, play really nicely uh, off of one another. But I actually think the standout star here, besides the whistle and besides Marvelous Jim, was Noah, uh, Andy's son. He was cute. He's the kid that I always want to see in these movies where like his, he gets introduced with like a burn immediately so he meets Mike. he's like oh you're that guy from that show and mike goes oh it's always so nice to meet a fan he said well i didn't say that i just said i've watched your show <laughs> and i was just like yes this is the kind of child i want in all hallmark christmas movies well and he looked a little less conventional than some of the other mm-hmm. characters too because he had there's just like a slightly nerdier quality to him. And I say that in the most loving way because we're both nerds. His glasses look like your glasses. And he, yeah, he had glasses like mine. He had the longer hair and he was interested in the magic thing. So I think it was nice to see kind of less of a clean cut, you know, violin playing musician child <laughs> in yeah. this movie. He didn't feel like an imposter from so he was uh, doing Austria. Something, yeah, he was doing something <laughs> a little bit different. Um, and, and the thing that I like, you know, you liked the casting in particular and he liked Noah and we had Sardo but everybody else was mostly these three couples that were following throughout the movie Um, I liked that we had a male protagonist we really start with handsome justice that's so true it's sort of our focal character and instead of it being because normally in these movies your main character would be andy that's so true she was the love interest I didn't even think about that and it was really mike who we start with and mm-hmm. we're following his journey and he's the one choosing to move back home so it's a little bit of a flip-flop but in a sneaky way because there's so many other things going on you're so observant tara so yes <laughs> <laughs> it's that whole library side of you coming yes. out where you like just read books all the time and know every story ever written exactly <laughs> male um, protagonist i think other things that i also really liked um so i think hallmark played it safe uh this is definitely gay like adjacent but I was fully expecting, as many Hallmark movies do, like, oh, hey, sis, hey, bro, that we were going to be introduced Mm -hmm. to the gay brother as like, hey, your gay brother and his husband are coming who are both homosexual. (laughs) Like, I thought we were going to get some. (laughs) Hey, bro, I saw your name credited as Jim Smith on that episode of the show that you were in yesterday. (laughs) What is it called? Handsome Justice? You moved away 10 years ago. And and remember Andy McDowell? Or I don't know why I made it Andy McDowell, (laughs) because that's not her last name. (laughs) 
But it's like, I thought they were going to have to like name the gayness. And I actually think they did a really smart thing. Which, and this was a term that a friend of mine introduced me to, which is called casual representation, mm-hmm. where we don't have to name gay. It just exists. The conflict isn't about anyone being gay or coming out or people wrestling with gay. It just exists. And it's about families and love. And I think that was probably the smartest thing that Hallmark could have done in terms of representing their first, like, explicitly like gay character in a main storyline well because you don't spend time in the other movies being like mom dad i think i'm heterosexual (laughs) right i really think i'm interested in the opposite gender will you still love me and can i still come home for christmas and so it's it's yes it's a way of normalizing it i still think we have a way to go without getting into this as a snark because i don't think it's fully a snark i think it's like a serious Mm -hmm. moment of you know this is not mean we've made it in terms of hallmark movie representation um we have a gay character but we don't get to watch them fall in love right we don't get to watch them find each other and they did get less time than any of the other storylines in this film they were i see why old ccb and her christmas balls didn't didn't mention this one at all because they had a limited storyline so um we i still don't think we really had the gay male protagonist or lesbian well that's the thing is i think that actually it was safer to do gay men than than anybody else like i i highly doubt we will ever see a trans character in a hallmark movie Mm -hmm. i highly doubt we're gonna see a lesbian love story like hulu's doing Mm mm-hmm um, and I mean, I, I'm excited about this Hulu one that's coming out, Happiest Season, but it's also about a coming out story. And I'm kind of like, all right, we've had many years to do coming out stories. How about we just do like, I want a rom-com that's just queer people. Just and I think queer. like that to me would have been the, I'm, and I'm moving this into a snark. To me, w- the missed opportunity here, and I don't think we're going to get there with Hallmark is give me a leading lady or man or a they, whatever, what a gender non-conforming, I don't care, whose whole love story is is not heterosexual love mm-hmm. stories. Like that is that would be pr- progress. Mm-hmm. This was a baby step. I'm proud of Hallmark for the way that they decided to do it because I know, you know they're moving a very conservative base and mm-hmm. those people are definitely pulling away. But there are people who it. still love Hallmark who aren't there. And who support us or who are like us. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them for doing this. I think they can go further and I don't know that they will. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that they will next year. I do wonder if they will eventually. I still like to believe in my heart that the world is moving Christmas forward is and all making about progress. And sometimes it can feel when you're in the middle of it like that progress is just so tiny and that there's like it's not good enough. But I have to say you know i have to give it credit for being absolutely it, what it was and that's why this started off as a spark i mean i would say i again i'm i think that they did a very good job i would love to see a leading like the leading storyline be a gay storyline well and similarly and this is another thing that i've kind of noticed um as we watched a couple of lifetime movies we watched Felice Navi dad um <laughs> just casually without you know i think austin did some tweeting about it but you know that I one had and and it's still cheesy but it you see how lifetime is doing so much better at including first of all different types and kinds of stories but also Absolutely. diversity in terms of ethnicity and cultures though and so, this movie did have latinx well, representation a little bit that's what i was gonna say it's like when you see felice navi dad mm-hmm. compared to andy 
in this movie how was it there, Andy's family that was mm-hmm. um and so Felice Navidad it was like much more present this this sort of mm-hmm. cult, Latinx cultural identity um yeah all we got really was tamales yeah and, we just got a mention of one. tamales or just like in Jingle Bell Bride she was Latinx and she spoke in Spanish a couple times to her sister and that's mm-hmm. like so see representation we have a person who speaks right. Spanish and it's like um or that makes it it's a still pretty whitewashed interracial relationship or yeah. a multicultural you know and it's like well we're you know maybe briefly dropping it but it feels more artificial so and that's kind of almost what the gay storyline yeah. felt like a little bit so maybe uh, do you have any more do you want to go into snarks because like yeah i've I've said all my sparks <laughs> so let's talk about yeah. the snarks um can i open the snarks go for it because my snark, this is where we move out of the more serious actual critique <laughs> of this movie and into some of our more comical things. So this house, Ugh. this Christmas house is too much. And I'm, I'm not going to say I'm confused, but the whole premise is just really wholly either unbelievable or like, why would anyone yeah, do it that? Left, so... I wrote down the house and like circled it in my notes because I had like so many different points to the house. So So let's start with the house itself. The physical house itself. When we first see it, it looks like. Just like like new construction in a cheap subdivision. So I did not buy that this is the house that these boys grew up in for 40 years. It looked too new to be a 40 year old house. We live in a 40 year old house. This house does not look it looks like things that we're seeing that are maybe in the past 20 years Mm -hmm. so i didn't buy the time of the house or that these like retired parents would have this more modern taste on the interior of their home that they've been living in for 40 years i mean i guess they're trying to sell it so there might be some of that but it also didn't match any of the houses in the neighborhood yeah true um but like the other houses in the neighborhood had more dark coloring to yeah and this one's just like bright and it's yellow. white trim or, yellow like it's the butter yellow not bright yellow but all that i mean there could be a million explanations for that but i just i found the, the house premise. just so empty and vacant even with all the stuff in it whether it was their personal items and i think that goes into the audio also because clearly the audio of this it just sounds like we are in a cavernous room mm-hmm. and there was nothing if so much of this story is about the house. The house is a character in and of itself. And I was like, I just didn't understand why they didn't pick something a little bit grander mm-hmm. and something that was a little bit warmer because mm-hmm. it felt very like just like from the audio to the decorations to the aesthetic. I was so uninterested. I didn't want to be in that house. Well, but so on one level, the house was somewhat believable because looking, knowing the price was probably about a $600,000 house in Mm -hmm. New York. And these were retirees that own the house. In that sense, it felt like a house that you would actually have. True. And maybe it kind of put me in my place a little bit of understanding why Hallmark uses these much nicer houses than most people would ever have Mm -hmm. because you need them as a backdrop for the space you need to like block and present a movie because this one and I don't know that it ever had the furniture in it because they spend half the movie like taking the furniture out they barely had it in there so but I even felt claustrophobic in it is that creating that cavernous feel because it never really had carpets and furniture and and all that because they what they do is they take all the furniture out of the house to make the christmas house which is what is the other ridiculous part of this understand why you would do that and not only do they do that they so they literally they 
they have a massive storage unit with 40 years worth of decorations that they swap out for their normal residence stuff. Mm-hmm. And They're putting th- their whole house in storage. And they do this two weeks only for one night. Yeah. It's not an all of December thing. Like, come look at our house. Where do they sleep? Where do they sit? Where do they well, eat? And at the, like at the last like the last scene where we see Mike and Noah and Andy, they're like on a bean bag with like a sheet over top of it. Because of their Christmas tree <laughs> in the middle of the floor. <laughs> it seemed terrible. It's so much. It's, it seems like so much work because they were worried that two weeks wasn't going to be enough. So that means that they were doing it for what? Like a month They before? usually did four weeks before. So they would probably start at Thanksgiving and go right up until Christmas Eve. And then if it takes four months to put this stupid thing up. Up, it's gotta take four weeks to take it so i say four months yeah. four, we- four weeks to put this stupid thing up it would take us four months to it do that it's gonna take them four weeks to take it down and do you For really want to spend night. one sixth of your year putting this thing up and taking it down for one for one night. night for one night i can understand taking all of november and doing the christmas house for all of december and then taking it down all of january but even then then you're not living in your own house for a quarter of the year that's like, a lot like because they had a whole room that was turned into like a snow room and it mm-hmm. had snow falling like those had to be bedrooms yeah like are they still sleeping and maybe they get to house? keep a walk-in closet or something and like know. just Sleeping what bags? were they doing with the kids? Like, were they when they had the kids? Uh, Maybe they just they like sleeping? they just slept with a big old polar bear. And it just seems like it would ruin Christmas. You know what this reminded me of? Actually, what? Um, we watch sometimes. I guess it's been a couple years. The show's come on. It's called The Great Christmas Light. Oh my gosh! Fight. Yes. And there, you know, normally it's all the stuff on the exterior of the house. But I think last year they had a house where they took the whole inside of their house yes. and gave tours of it. And there was they a, turned those two gay men that had yeah. all the Santas in their house. So it's like because they're gay men. Did, did they someone get like, inspired by get that inspired? one? <laughs> I would imagine this was probably already written and in the works by the time. Or maybe I'm remembering it from another year maybe this was like one of those like like harlequin-esque mo- books that we don't even know about yet because that <laughs> i would read that one yes we would. <laughs> uh and so the the let's talk about the decor inside of the house and like what what is like for our people that did not see this movie let's paint a visual picture of this interior and i'm gonna snark along the way because so they talk about that some of these decorations are 40 years old. They haven't done this in decades. The Tupperware game, like those tubs. Oh, they had so many red Tupperwares. But it, they all matched. And I got to tell you as a person, like Walmart, wherever you go to buy your like big storage bins, they don't sell exactly the same one every year. You're going to have it was a clear, mismatched set. Yeah. Like maybe like one year they decided to just buy like an entire warehouse full of these, but it was everything looked way too clean and nice. Now I can and see because the way that she prepares to do this house, I mean, she had like a slideshow. She, she 3D had 3D rendering. 3D renderings of like what the inflatables would look like once they inflated <laughs> in the yard. Which was a new thing for them this she year. She had the list. So they did buy some new things. She was like, and guess what we have now? Inflatable yard decor. <laughs> she was so impressed by that. So they did add some new things, but most of it was their pre-existing decor. Right. And, but they haven't done it in 20 years. Right. And so you would imagine that then these bins are 20 years old. So 20 years ago, she went and maybe replaced all maybe. the bins. But I would imagine it being much more of a hodgepodge of materials. But I mean, okay. Suspension of disbelief on that. Mm-hmm. 
So on the exterior, there's these like archways over the mm-hmm. sidewalk that are kind of like lighted arch lit or not lighted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lit like, archways. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, they build a stage for a five minute magic sh- magic show. A full on stage with like curtains behind it and a platform and, and those gummy lights, bear lights in the front of they it. They were gummy bears, like giant gummy bear lights on the front of it. I was... Tara's like, were those gummy bears? We had to pause and look. And we had to see what the gummy bears were, yeah. <laughs> so they had the full stage. They had a DJ stand. Yeah, Mr. Sardo. Mr. Sardo was the DJ for, um, they, for the event. Lots of just like what you would expect in terms of exterior. And then it was a two-story house, so just like a blanket of Christmas lights, kind of similar to Christmas Vacation, where it's just mm-hmm. like lights on every like level. Like that whole, like the roof that goes above the porch was just like, like rows and rows of lights just right like straight up lights all the way across and then when you walk in you see to the, your right uh, they have four different themed christmas trees and so they have a family christmas tree and they have like rotating polar bears and a train set that goes around the house and they put in fake snow in some of the rooms and then as you walk down a hallway there's actually a snow machine blowing with like cool lighting and like gobos of, of snowflakes on the walls you see like little noah walking through again this could have been are you afraid of the dark because a lot of it was like a it little too carnival scene and you'd see that creepy clown like <laughs> pop out of that's the closet exactly, like there were a few moments where it's like is this is this a halloween show it did feel like what a haunted house would be like i see where At people Christmas. would turn their whole haunted house thing i mean it wasn't scary in that sense but the level of intensity of right it. and then exceptional amounts of wall wreaths and then cabinet door wreaths on ribbons. Absolutely. And then um, every little Santa figurine on every surface. Nutcrackers. Lots of Christmas village. And I garland mean, everywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, again, I do feel like all of the props that didn't get used on all the other movies just got thrown into this house. Or all the props that were used in all the other movies. I looked for this those candy canes last. that you have seen <laughs> they in didn't every have movie. Them. And they didn't have them. No, no so. giant candy canes. So... Maybe they were being. Maybe this was being shot at the same time that those were already in use. So it, it looked like if you bought everything in the Christmas aisle at Walmart. At Walmart, so you bought all the inflatables, you bought all the yard props, you just bought one of everything and dumped it into a house. So I also struggle with who, why are people coming to see this? I guess because of just the ostentatious well, that's I mean, of people, it all. People, I mean, pre-COVID, people going, you know, like driving through. But again, it seemed like a block party because it was a Christmas Eve thing. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of young kids at this block party. But I was just like, who from the town is coming to this? Because I get why people go to look at someone's house that has the Christmas lights or they'll time them to the music and stuff like that. That's a really big thing. And they do the drive-bys of the houses in the neighborhood. Um, and then, But the inside was more like a museum. Yes. And I think it would be interesting if it was more like this is our house at Christmas and they, they had their mm-hmm. regular stuff and it. it was just so Christmasified. Mm-hmm. So it was like, look at this people's house. Like you're doing a home tour. Right. But this was like just a display of right. It, yeah, it things. Did. And I do feel like the thing that was missing that w- was like a, a light show. Like I was very, I kind of expected that we would get some sort of like 
music light show thing mm-hmm. because the lights we got were a magic up. show instead that right. was our that was our show you, know, you have to have some <laughs> sort of like production-y thing that was the that was the show and she whip, comes out um andy's like the assistant she comes out in this like red and not red uh gold, gold like gold dress that she just happens to have that dress was way nicer than anything else that anybody else was wearing that night i guess that's what you have when in your closet when you're a realtor and you mike's cape was I mean, I don't think I've seen something that hilariously tacky for his magic show since I went to the Georgia Aquarium at, like with my friend Stacy and they had this like dolphin show and the guy had to like capture the light of the stars with the dolphins and his cape lit up. I mean, it was just like this level of cheesiness that I have not seen in many years. Was that even cheesier than the dolphin show that when we went to the Georgia right. Aquarium I and saw the dolphin I was disappointed the last time we went they because didn't have the they didn't have that. The last stars. one was just like, look, a dolphin can do a flip. This one was like a man was trying to capture the stars with the help of the dolphins. And this was on par. Yeah, that that cape <laughs> took me back. <laughs> it I took mean, me dolphins back. would have made this movie even better. I mean, it was really the only thing missing. Right. Because we, we got <laughs> snow, we got Santa, we got gay kissing and almost divorcing. We did dolphins was the only divorce. thing that was missing. Dolphins. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> In a Santa hat. <laughs> uh, we need a SeaWorld Christmas next time on Hallmark. Um, That's a missed opportunity, Hallmark. SeaWorld Christmas or Aquarium Christmas, Fish Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Christmas at the Aquarium. Um, I want to shift gears for my snark a little bit. This adoption timeline for the gay dads. Right. We were a little bit confused on that um, because they weren't really clear on where they were in the process. We kind of sussed out that they were at the stage where they had you know, again, been put in like an application and that they they had been chosen or matched that they were going to. And you don't know what stage the mother is at with her pregnancy that you might get matched when she's three months pregnant or assuming this is a private adoption process but they were they were their whole thing was that they weren't telling anybody about it they weren't telling their family about it because they wanted to make sure it was a sure thing and there's there's you know and it had fallen through a few times right and that's that's a common thing in adoption that it's really hard and and it's it is in pregnancy too Mm -hmm. um that there's a high likelihood of miscarriage with a real pregnancy and that there's a high likelihood of your adoption not happening like you envision it and that you kind of put all this time and effort in and the mothers have the opportunity to say no even after they've given birth and there's a time period so we I felt like it was a little bit strange that that's the moment where they felt that they were it was a sure thing Mm -hmm. when I'm pretty sure in most adoptions you know the mother after you get the child the mom still has a few days to change their mind and that, that most people that are in that game kind of know that you still like you might be excited that you're getting the baby but it's still not a sure thing even at that point until right. you sign that adoption paper and that's not going to be till several days after and you you go to the hospital you're there when the baby's born or whatever and you have the baby for a couple of days and then mom is signs exactly. away her rights or she she has that grace period to take her rights back so it was just again as we see in hallmark um some i think i I think it actually does harm about the whole timelines for foster care. We mm-hmm. saw it last year, adoption, making it look like it's an easy process. And it is not. And I think that that sends a strange message to people about mm-hmm. what it really looks like. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know. That's like a kind of a nitpicky snark, but I was I was very confused about their timeline. I mean, this movie brought up a lot of questions to me. I mean, 
one was going to the mom and dad storyline of the mom clearly just like passive aggressively kind of was just throwing out her like discontent in her relationship and then pretending everything was fine and she I cried for, a lot yeah and i was like someone help this mom because she is sad like she and is, we didn't really hear much from dad well and that's he, the thing is like i didn't understand does the dad even know how bad it is does like, he know they're living in separate right? houses <laughs> yeah i never got the sense that he figured that out i think he finally woke up when she talked to him about it but all of a sudden i was like did she just like decide these things and say you know what i think we're better off like she wasn't talking to him or something so something felt really odd about like how much is the dad in the know about her upsetness around their relationship so that was a big question mark the resolution to that felt weird compared to the actual problem itself right so the problem itself i was like yeah after all those years like 40 years or more of being married that their marriage is going to dissolve over the fact that he has new projects and friends that don't include her after retirement. And that's their whole conflict. And I don't want to downplay that there's probably way more complexity to those types Mm -hmm. of things, but then there's complexity. There's probably other reasons. And so the solution was they, she, (laughs) she was like, so I'm going to buy this house. It's a bit of a fixer upper. I've hired my favorite contractor, nod to the dad. And he's like, I just want to make her happy. So they have bought a fixer upper project to work on together. And I look over at Tara and I said, no one in the, history of anywhere has said you know what's going to unite two people doing a house renovation project that is the thing when you get married and you start talking with other married people they say make sure you're on good footing before you start redecorating your house because that is a strong conflict area right and so with (laughs) all this issue however my like the way to fix it is that he, they're going to do a project together so that he's not doing a project with someone else. He's involving her and she feels involved. And I just feel like um, that is not fixing this marriage if the problems were deep enough that they were going to get separated. So either the right. problems weren't that bad or this is not going to be the fix to it. And and I know that's also like more of a serious snark, but, you know, yeah, that, I would have been happier if they just separated and hadn't even had that conclusion. And with how how uh realistic hallmark made this storyline where they were clearly like i was like oh my goodness are we gonna get our first not only are we gonna get our first leading gay or side character that's explicitly gay are we gonna get our first ends in separation Mm -hmm. because which i would have been fine with because like life is complex and hard like it makes sense but the you you know you always nitpick on this like the resolution of this movie felt faster than any other movie we have watched like, and you get a car we get and a, you get a we car get a phone you get call a car. for the baby you in the same car. breath we find out that they've decided to work on their marriage in the same breath that uh mike decide like gets renewed and picked up for another season and is buying the house like i mean it was it's just like, like boom 10 minute epilogue for I mean, it wasn't even 10 movie. minutes yeah. i think it was five <laughs> like it was insane it always feels like whiplash at the end it was wrap everything up too neatly and you know this one had a lot of um like back what is it called when you go back like a a flashback right so this had a lot of flashbacks and a flash forward and i actually thought they did a great job of weaving those in 
more so than any other movie we had seen. And then maybe we're kind of burned on uh, Nashville Christmas Carol, which did not do a good job with its <laughs> audience because we had kind of whiplash with yeah. that one. So I was very surprised at how fast the resolutions were for how serious the problem was. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we flash forward and they're hiking. So clearly they realize they need to find activities they together. To do things together. That aren't pulling them away. So fair. But no one is going to pick a house renovation as the thing that unites them through difficult times. Right. Um, and if you are that person, congratulations. Know that you are in a very small minority of people. My last like little snark for this movie was, so the son decides to buy the house. And I have two problems with this. Number one is, you know, he's like, I don't want to be in L.A. The show got picked up in New York and I'll just commute. So is he saying also, like, maybe when the show's done, I'm not going to move again for my acting career? So, like, does he even care about his job anymore? And And what's he going to do? Be a magician? (laughs) It's going to take over Marvelous Jim's magic shop. Well, he's going to become a realtor. That's what what (laughs) you can do is he's going to become – that's fine. He'll be fine. So it would be a a husband and wife realty company, which is totally fine. But it was just – that felt like his reason for buying the house didn't feel real. It felt impulsive. Yes. And then second – he comes in with an offer. So his girlfriend is the realtor. His mom is the seller. And I felt really like cheated out of the fact that he get a discount he on have. his house. Why are they even using the realtor? And then it's her like, first realtor, listing. Like, or is it her first listing? Yeah, I think she's like, she's trying to show that she can make it in this market. But I was just like, I needed to know, did he get like, I wanted her just to say, you know what? And I'll give you the, the sun discount. And if not, that's fine, too. But it just needed to be named. Yeah. Well, I think that's all the snarks I have. Do you have any other no, I'm good snarks, on snarks we can roll into our end segments here? Okay. So title review. What are your thoughts on The Christmas House as a title? Well, it's a dumb title because it's like, what, <laughs> what, what is this movie about? So I would call it A Little Christmas Magic. Ooh, I do. It had I a agree. magic theme. I do feel like magic should have been in the title of this. Mm-hmm. The Christmas House, I understand why, but then it's like, put, but yeah, magic just need like the magical Christmas house or yeah just something there's there's magic in the christmas season and all the love and the things that are happening to this family as they progress in their stories magic and love and then literal magic and if they were going to commit to staying with house that it needs to be the christmas house of secrets because no one is telling anyone about no one's telling about the adoption no one's telling about selling no one's telling about mm-hmm. divorce no one's telling about cancellations until like much later on the in christmas the story secret <laughs> so, everyone's got a secret and that should have been the blurb everyone has a secret this christmas well, and we said that this one should have sequels, so we came up with some potential <laughs> sequel titles. Um, my favorite was in the movie itself, Christmas House Year. Yeah, Christmas House Year. <laughs> you have like. Christmas House and then Christmas House Year or Christmas Year House. Oh, nice. Um, oh. I thought you were going to absolutely go with uh, the Christmas House Bells Are Ringing because that's your favorite title. <laughs> the Christmas House, Here, Here Comes, comes Baby. baby. <laughs> um, or the Christmas, we said the Christmas Houses. Because they're going to be now multiple families, and so they're going to have multiple Again, I want the spinoff to be either uh, Marvelous Jim or Handsome Justice. So for me, the sequel needs to focus on those. We're going a different genre direction. That's what I need. That's what I need. Do you? So I guess the question is, do you think this love will last? And maybe we should do it for both mom and dad and uh, Mike and and Mike. Yeah, yeah. Um, So mom and dad... 
I'm I'm torn on this one because it's like if they've been together this long, is this just a bump in the road? So I'm I need to know. I guess I need to for the first time ever say I need more information. <gasps> I need to know if either the resolution was too rosy or the conflict wasn't fully mm-hmm. like given to us. I don't have enough information to say. Like maybe mom just had a mood disorder just, she and she just needed it. on some meds and she's right. good now like she's stabilized and she was she doesn't you know, have the christmas communicating blues. things that were going on and that they weren't actually she was i don't want to say that they weren't as bad as she thought but that you know the conflict really was exactly what we saw and that she was having a moment with it and that she worked through it so if that's the case then yes this level lasts but my suspicion is there's actually more going Something on deeper. there yeah yeah you're never going to see her talking about yeah he's talking to that hussy down at the the golf <laughs> cafe or whatever and so if that god those hussies at the golf cafe y'all they are always problems for marriage and so if she's talking to the hussy you know then there might be more issues there um but then I do think that Andy and Mike, I do think that they will stay together. I do, too. It's a childhood romance. Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly, he has a great relationship with Noah. And I think that whether he's successful in his career or not is irrelevant to their relationship. And worst case, they'll just sell one of their houses. They live next door to each other. Well, and he has been a movie star but or a TV star, but his star, I think, is fading. I think that this spinoff show is not going to be successful. I think he's going to be a real estate agent with Andy, and they're going to move. he's going to move into his sort of post-celebrity life. And I think he's at a stage, whatever, 40-something years old, that <laughs> he needs to move into that stage and, and settle down. So he's got he's he's gotten there. I think that I agree with you that Mike and Andy are going to last. I think the parents, you're right. I think that they're going to last, but maybe they're they're going to go separate ways. So maybe they're not going to officially divorce, but that she realizes she needs her own friends and her own activities, and they're separate from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the, I have no worries about Brandon and Jake and their little baby because we didn't see any conflict. Correct. Them. So they so, seem great and a hundred percent rock solid. And we all know that babies make sure that relationships stay rock solid. <laughs> yeah. There's no conflict babies, there whatsoever. House renovation projects and major job and moving life changes all Easy recipes peasy. for success Easy for these peasy. people. <laughs> so who but I think that they are all gonna last um Actually, let me let me take back. I do think they are all going to last because we have to have a sequel. And in order for us to have a sequel, they all have to still be together. Okay. So conclusion is everyone lives happily ever after until the next and one into the sequel. Yes. And then finally, our rating system. When would we watch this movie? Um, I actually think that the Sunday before Thanksgiving was the perfect time slot for this movie. Um, And so I would not change a thing about when this movie happened. I would watch it on December 21st. So somewhere in those kind of days leading up to Christmas, I don't know that it makes its way to our, we do sort of a December 23rd, like movie movie and binge eating thing <laughs> like a smorgasbord it's just a binge of christmas yes <laughs> and so we just watch a bunch of me i don't know that it makes its way no. into that lineup that's sort of a prime spot for me mm-hmm. of things that you would want to watch on christmas but you know in the days leading up to that i think it could be a perfect movie for in the that week somewhere in that week leading up to christmas so i'm going to pick the 21st okay um overall i would give this movie four snarks because of just the like silliness and i would give it uh four sparks out of five like it 
not that I think it will hold up over time, but within this year's lineup, I think it's one of the stronger movies. Yeah, and for that, I think I'm going to have to give it five sparks Ooh. because we've now watched 20 movies. We're halfway through the season. Oh, my season, God, we have watched 20 and movies. And this is top two for me. I mean, the other one, we didn't even talk about it, but Holly and Ivy would be one of our other favorite ones that we've seen. Well, you know, One Royal Holiday is a pretty And One Royal Holiday is up in there. So it's like it's in that top three for sure, uh, it, mostly because everything else is just so mediocre i mean there's not been a lot that's been terrible terrible but this stands out at the top of the pack and um so i think that's my kind of criteria for a five star it's not going to be an oscar winner five star that's a Mm -hmm. different there's a different way that i'm rating these and then snarks i think it's a three snark because it actually had more sparks than snarks and so you You know know my snarks were kind of all in one or two big categories i will do i will downgrade my snarks to three as well um and I again, I think of them as loving snarks, not mean snarks. Um, and so, yeah, three, and um, maybe we can go four and a half for sparks for this one. Okay, yeah, as a as an average of ours. Or, yeah, because a four and a half sparks and three snarks. All right, for the Christmas house. The Christmas <laughs> house. All right. Well, this is the week of Thanksgiving, and we have this a lot of movies. Movie two out of nine. <laughs> And we will not be podcasting on all of them, but we will be pos- podcasting on a lot of them. And we're actually going to have a guest or two this week. Yeah. And we're also going to be guests on other ones as well. So more to come on that. Stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, whichever one you like. We sub- put a lot of the same content on them. Subscribe <laughs> to us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. If you haven't already, we would love um, for you to join in with us on all these future podcasts. And we'd love to hear what your favorite movies of the season are so far. So leave us some comments wherever you follow us um, and drop us a review. We want to grow our listener base. And the way to do that is by having reviews. And I think, what is it, Apple Podcasts is the place to yeah. generally do that. So we always are appreciative of fair and honest reviews. Let us know if they are things you like or you don't. Yeah, because their algorithm will privilege ours in searches if we have more reviews. So we would love to to see you over there as well. So yeah, we got to find fellow hall snarkies. So <laughs> all right, well, I think that does it for the Christmas house for me. Does it do it for you, Austin? It does it for me. Okay, well, I've been Tara and I've been Austin. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. 